When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Natty Day Fiance WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's Natty Day Fiance. I am Nadia and with me is my co-host Lon. Hey everybody. Hey Lon. Let's get into it because there's a lot to cover. Let's do it. I figure we can start with Ellie and Victor. $230 for a drill. (laughs) So apparently someone did the math and that was wrong math or wrong conversion. What? It was supposed to be $2.32, I think. Not What? Yeah. (laughs) I think oh, that's so. even more unbelievable. $2.32. Okay, for a drill? Wait, wait, did you say the drill was $232, right? I think the uh, the, the total bill. Oh, the so total the, bill. After, yeah, when, when they got rung up, the total bill was $230. And I, uh, I want to say the big part of that was the drill and the batteries. Mm, yeah. Okay, so it's 232 Colombian peso or was it 232 US dollar? Supposed to be U.S. When they did the little infographic, you yeah. know, that pops up. Yeah. I want to say that it should, it's a 200, 230 something. Oh, okay. Because in pesos, it is 872,434 peso. Yikes. Are we sure that's the correct? But some <laughs> someone on Reddit apparently said the conversion was wrong. Okay. So I, I think either that was a typo or they're being so extra with the conversion. But anyway. But still, $2.30 for a drill is also kind of... That's that's way too too inexpensive. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question for you. Hmm. If Ellie wasn't around, how do you think someone like Victor is going to fix up his house? Yeah. I don't know. Because he and said think... he doesn't earn an income. Yeah. I don't know. And I think that he's in a fortunate position where there is somebody with money who can afford to help him out during this time. It it almost felt like he was taking advantage of her, but I like how they kind of interviewed the both of them where they kind of stood on that. And didn't he say like he felt bad about it? Because I know she almost felt like he was just taking advantage of her, but he said, well, I, f- I feel guilty about it. It didn't look like it when they were both together. Like it looked like he was just like, yeah, let's, we're going to need that. We're going to need a generator. Yeah. <laughs> but I think during like the one-on-one on the interviews, he expressed that he felt kind of bad having her pay for the stuff. Do you think he would have stayed with a side chick then? Because it seems like the side chick was funding him as well. I don't want to make these leaps about a person's character. <laughs> But man, look, you got to do what you got to do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> be as authentic as you can be about it. But, you know, 
hey, man, you got to live. <laughs> it's kind of like where I see, you know, the Evelyn and Corey situation, right? I think people, they're going to do what they got to do to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want you to fool anybody into thinking that you're in love with them. But I mean, if you can get into a genuine relationship and she's like, you know what, I'd like to help you out. And I'd be like, oh, that's so nice of you. Yeah, Yeah, you know, I wouldn't put it past him. And I think anybody who needs that kind of help would also hopefully fall in love and hit the jackpot. (laughs) Isn't that what people talk about on 90 Day Fiance anyway is like, people falling in love and it just so happens that the circumstances are fortunate yeah and it just so happens it doesn't have to be that maybe they're using people it just so happens oh this person is of a lot of means right or, mm-hmm. or is poor or whatever and it just so happens that they fell in love you know who's to not say that they didn't fall in love why is it always oh they're using that person not they fell in love and it just so happens to be that one guy is well off and the, the other person isn't so I could kind of see maybe him navigating his circumstances that way and getting into a relationship that's mutually beneficial. I guess he can consider himself very lucky, especially since he lost his house and he still hits the jackpot because Ellie makes mad money. That's what she said, right? Victor thinks she makes mad money. Mad money. But I mean, yeah, like, she did say mad money. <laughs> right. But why wouldn't he think that way? Because, and, and why wouldn't he? She thinks that he's not using her for money because she did send him money. She buys him clothes, buys him food, pays his rent, funded their house renovation. Now I bet she's paying for the hotel, whatever, rental apartment. You're creating this perception of yourself. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And they're going to have expectations. (laughs) I guess if there's a mutual understanding, like you said, if it's a consensual thing, right? If one partner knows that the other partner would not be able to contribute as much, then who are we to say, like, this is not the right relationship for the other person? I just wish... Oh, sorry. No, go for it. I was just going to ask, did you think the apology was sincere for me they kind of glossed over it and then Mm. then they went to the whole shopping thing which was kind of fun but I think the meat and potatoes of this part for me was Ellie actually confronting him about it and him having to apologize for what went down yeah I just think that he tried to trivialize it by saying that oh she doesn't mean anything to him which I thought made it worse because then it becomes like a one-night stand type of thing But then Ellie knows from the side chick that they almost moved in together. Like, dude, you're trying to play off both women? Like, what, Leia? (laughs) For me, it came off like every guy who's cheated will say the same shit, man. And it always comes off that way, right? Oh, it meant nothing. It was just a small, like, fling, like, you know what I mean? Of course, you know, they're going to say that kind of shit. So you could fall for it. It seemed like he was being genuine. He, he gave the puppy dog eyes and he was like, look, it's not like that. But to me, it just sounds like we've heard this before. It's the same song, right? Yeah. All the time, whenever people cheat and then they have to own up to their, take accountability for their actions. Yeah, I feel like the 2021 version of I tripped and fell on <laughs> her pussy yeah. is, 
well, what am I going to do? We were stuck in a quarantine. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the excuse he gave. He blamed the quarantine. I'm like, what has that got to do with you being faithful right. in that long distance relationship? Anyway, speaking of quarantine, someone who has used that excuse before, but to get back at their partner is Corey and Evelyn. What do you think of the scenes of uh, Corey trying to redeem himself by foraging a nearby garden and picking he up He always some does this, flowers? right? Is he the same guy that did this in a previous season? Like, didn't he? Or was it somebody else? Maybe I had deja vu, but I could have swore he did this uh, another time. Where... Is it Paul? Maybe. Oh, maybe it was Paul. They both seem kind of cheap. <laughs> Didn't they like, yeah, they like find flowers on the side of the road and said, oh, let me get some flowers. Like, dude, can't you just go to a florist, get some flowers? Oh, dude, you know who did that is. <laughs> Somebody did that. right? Was that Jeffrey? <laughs> Who I stopped, forget. Who stopped by the freeway. And oh, yeah. Well, was it Jeffrey? <laughs> yeah. Remember? And then he gave it to Varya's mom. Guys, get some flowers. Little pro tip. Spend the money. Get some flowers, y'all. Get some genuine like, ass roses, Don't just pick man. some stuff, dude. And right. then say, here you go. Which is almost what I thought Corey did. Anyway, respect your wishes. That's all I'm saying. Um, I know easier said than done when you love somebody, especially when they're telling you to back off. You know, you're going to say, no, I'm going to prove to you that I can be your man. And that's the last thing you want to do is, is to respect their wishes. But just respect their wishes. You know, maybe that's me talking from a 42-year-old perspective. Just respect their wishes. Respect their wishes. And, and who knows, maybe they'll, they'll grow to miss you and they'll give you an opportunity. But you're not going to brute force your way into her heart. That's not going to happen. How is he saying he respects Evelyn's decision, but yet also in the same token, wants to not sign the divorce paper or wants to rip apart the divorce paper? Like, he's not really respecting her wishes. Then. Right, right. He's not leaving her alone, that's for sure. He's not leaving her alone. She's like, sign the papers, no. <laughs> but something tells me she likes it. She likes the attention because that's her original intention when they first broke up after they got married. Is that remember what we discussed in our last episode? Was that you need to put up a fight, yeah. right? She wanted him to reflect on not it like and then that. come knocking back, <laughs> yeah, but not see other people. That's yeah. not what I meant, even though I said we can go see other people, right? So I think these two deserve each other at this point. Long, I cannot with these two, I just cannot. They're too toxic for me. You saw that the preview for the next episode. Yeah, they went to counseling. Oh so clearly, God. they want to be with each other. They're just playing hard to get. Or, you know, Evelyn's playing hard to get and he's just puppy dogging his way to yeah. her or something, you know? Yeah, on the preview when the, when the person is like, so are you guys trying to stay together or save your marriage or whatever? She was like, no. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, if, if the answer was no, then why do you even agree to this? Yeah, why are you even there? Why are you even there? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why are you talking? <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to. So it's like what you were saying. Yeah, like it's almost like she's just leaving enough to see how hard he's going to fight. Right? right. Dude, that's so high school. That's like how <laughs> us girls would view love, right? When they think like, oh, we're going to break up with you. But if you really love us you're going to come crawling back and like, no, it was a test. Those, yeah. Don't play those games. Come on, Yeah. Man. Don't do that. Don't do that. Anyway, I figure we can touch lightly on Ari and Bini. 
not that there's a lot to say, but I just like mm. the fact that her sister called her out on her overseas face, I guess, right? When I'm not sure if you remember, but during the dinner, the sister pretty much called her out and said, It's Are you over. Really sure? You had your fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Come Quit back playing now. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Yeah. You spent time in Ethiopia. <laughs> we get it. You're an expert in Ethiopia yeah. now. <laughs> Just come back and be the Princeton girl that you were supposed to be. Yeah. I, I don't know, y'all. Like, I just feel like I think your siblings can see right through you. And that pretty much sums up the whole situation. And the thing is, it's no secret, too, because she did try to apply for a K-1 visa for Beanie. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why they're not fighting hard enough for it. Like, I bet her family is able to lawyer up and figure out how to expedite this process, but they're just kind of like throwing their hands up in the air and just surrendering to the whole like, oh yeah, but you know, pandemic. So we don't know what's going on. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, that sounds like an excuse. You're just either just sitting on it and prolonging this whole inevitability, but I don't know. It just, yeah. Yeah. She doesn't really want to be in Ethiopia. Oh, I kind of like it there. And she was trying to convince them and stuff. And no, if you really wanted, then you would have trusted the doctors there. Right. Right. And you would have exactly Elon? there. Yeah. Like you're saying you do, but you're showing us another thing. So, you know, my thing is, I think it would be better. I, I think Benny should come to America. But with that said, I don't like how it's always the American side that's like, well, you know, we want your baby to grow up with us and we want to see the baby and blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, what about the other family? Yeah, what about the sisters? You just want to pull them away from them? Yeah, like, why does it always have to be on us, right? Like, that gets our cake. You're not thinking about the other family, though. Like, True, true. Yeah, I get it. You know, right now, Ari is staying away from her family, but whenever Americans start to speak that way, like, oh, you should come here and we need to see this and blah, blah, blah. They have complete disregard for the other side of the family, you know? And I'm like, ah, okay. (laughs) There's other families too. You got to take into consideration. Yeah. I think maybe the quick way to remedy that is to actually at least address that part where, you know, Avi should maybe stay here in the US but we should go over to Ethiopia every I don't know every they other year they have the means yeah they have the means yeah exactly. but it's like, almost like the way they plan this is okay just move the entire family here and then forget about the Ethiopian side of his family like what anyway yeah. i mean this whole thing seems very contrived anyway because i think we all know Beanie's already in the US right based on his social media i thought the we looked him account, up yeah, yeah. and this next episode that we're about to see this coming week, they're fighting over the fact that Beanie's having too much fun. I'm like, dude, the guy did ask you not to leave him. And now you're trying to pick a fight with him about how he's ignoring you. I yeah. Mean, it's what so was staged. on the trailer? You didn't pick up your phone or you hung up yeah, on me and then you didn't pick it up? Yeah, and you were not available for three hours or something? Like, <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, first of all, difference in time zone. Like, yeah. Hello. Yeah. But anyway. She's pulling an Angela. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. totally. Oh, my God. <laughs> pulling the Angela. Yeah. I called you and it was 
2 a.m. your time. Michael, where are you? <laughs> Oh, Michael's just trying to get some sleep. Huh? I know. <laughs> hey, Michael, I just finished my poop job. Why, why aren't you answering me? I need some oh. comfort from you now. <laughs> I know. Meanwhile, Michael is like still, still in REM. Yeah. <laughs> 4 a.m. Like, more... <laughs> oh, man. Poor Michael. All right. On to some uh, really heartwarming stuff. Armando and Kenny... I don't know if you have anything much to say about this, Lon, but I just want to start off by saying at first I was mad because I was like, what? Now you want to adopt? Like, it's such a contrived storyline, right? It just comes across as disingenuous. Hmm. But I now see the brilliance of this staged, whether or not it's coming from a real intention or otherwise. I can see what they're doing here. They are shining a light on adopting kids with pre-existing HIV. condition. Yeah, with mm. HIV, such as HIV, right? Right, Which right, right. I think in and of itself, a very noble cause. Mm-hmm. And I applaud them for shining a light and bringing awareness to right. how gay couples, when they think about having kids, they're like, oh yeah, let's, you know, let's in vitro this, right? I like the fact that they showed us, oh, there's this path where we can adopt kids. And it's not just any ordinary kids. It's kids with special needs, such as someone with HIV, which they tend to get neglected because HIV. And I thought that was a really good scene and good staged. I mean, it does seem kind of staged, but it's bringing awareness and I really appreciate it. I feel like there was some thought put into it. You know, they're like, okay, so now we've gone through the family drama. What's next? Okay, gay couple, adoption, having kids. All right, so what do we do? How can we make this a meaningful scene? Okay, let's just talk about adopting kids that have a sickness, that the society shuns them away. So, you know, I respect them if that was the true intention. Right. But otherwise, I was like, well, we don't need this drama. Just focus on the wedding, y'all. <laughs> Talk about it. Fight over that. You don't yeah. have to like add this additional drama. Because I think Kenny has a point. He's in his 60s. Does he really want to have a kid? And I get Armando's point too. Because he wants Kenny's bloodline to be part of his family. I get both sides. But to Kenny's point, if they do actually have a baby and he's in his 60s, I think his concern is when he goes, then Armando would be left with Hannah and this kid to take care on his own. And I don't think he can bring himself to think about that or to you know burden Armando with that. And I thought that was very sweet. Yeah. I echo your sentiment about the children with pre-existing conditions and that, that you can adopt. You know, this is something that I would never have come across in my daily life at all. It's so, you know, with TLC used to be the, the learning, the learning channel, channel <laughs> I learned, I fucking learned something, you know? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, I thought that was a heartwarming scene. They tied it in really well with mm. here's our options, right? Right. <laughs> Back to actually Kenny and Armando. And I do, I understand where Kenny is coming from and I want to have your blood, you know, flesh and blood and as part of this family. And I thought that was a really nice sentiment. 
and I'm not trying to speak for them. You know, I know that they listen to our podcast. <laughs> so I was like, I'm I know they're our imaginary all. friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're besties and shit, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but enjoy it, right? Like you said, go ahead and plan the wedding, plan the honeymoon, and yeah. enjoy life with Hannah. And that's not to say that you're going to have a difficult time raising another kid, but I think the difficult part is over, <laughs> right? Like now you, you can both focus your energies on Hannah. You don't have to raise a baby from infancy. And, right. and I get it. It's a very beautiful thing. Trust me, but it's also tough. It also puts a strain on the relationship. And maybe that's just me talking because I can't imagine being responsible for another life, you know, at this point in mine to come home or excuse me, not even come home, but, you know, after work, the last thing I want to do is is be responsible and and not being able to get some sleep or just the stress of having to figure out how am I going to feed and clothe another life outside of mine? I'm speaking from selfishness. I'll admit to that, but like, enjoy, (laughs) enjoy each other's company. Right. Uh, But I get it. I understand when people have a need or a want to raise another child and to do it together, but they have Hannah. Yeah, so. <laughs> they're not exactly empty nesters. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. Like Kenny has four kids. Kenny's you know. already done that. So the way I, yeah. see, you know, I try to compare it with my situation right now. Like Koi has, has two, two kids, kids of her own, right. right? And the daughter who we're taking care of right now is fourteen. So Koi has been there and done that. So it's almost like you spent your life doing this. And then I'm going to say, hey, guess what? You know what you just did? You got to do it again. (laughs) Back to square one. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't, for me, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to. They've been there. They've done that. And unless she wanted to go through that road again, I I would just be like, no, we're good. We're going to take care of the kids you have and uh, let's just enjoy (laughs) Enjoy that the difficult part's over. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. Wait till she turns 16, 17, 18. I don't, who knows what's going to happen. Never say never long. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think personally for me, Kenny, if you're listening to this, I would love to see you attend Spanish speaking classes so you can say your vows in Spanish. Wouldn't that be something to watch? Yeah. I'd be Just down to watch vow- that. Vows in Spanish? Yeah. Tear jerker right there. Right. <laughs> if he suddenly bust out fluent Spanish yeah. during the vows, that would definitely bring me to floods of tears. <laughs> I think that would be entertaining to watch. Sorry, Kenny, but you know, I think you might struggle to learn Spanish seeing how you're already struggling to speak basic Spanish with Armando's family. And maybe Kenny's hiding it. Maybe he does speak fluent Spanish. He's just <laughs> waiting for the right time to like bust some bust it out. Yeah. Uh, bust it out. So he might surprise all of us. But I'm just giving y'all ideas because this particular storyline, while it's again a noble cause. I just think that it's so out of left field, especially after you've gone through the whole family drama. And then suddenly, instead of focusing on the wedding adoption, like, shouldn't that come after? I don't know. Anyway, before uh, we go down the rabbit hole there, do you want to talk about Stephen with a V and Alina? That entire shit bugged me, man. Which part? The fact that Mormons cannot drink coffee and wine or? All of it. So again, picking and choosing, right? 
you can't have coffee like come on yeah uh, and again it's religion is touchy because people's beliefs are people's beliefs and stuff like that but like yeah. she can have coffee <laughs> she can have coffee if you can give in to, into the temptation of sleeping with women and then say ah gosh I was a moment of weakness yeah she well, can have what? a moment of she weakness can have a fucking one moment of weakness and choice by drinking coffee, coffee. Yeah. all right and then uh, and ask for forgiveness later let the women and enjoy I get some it. java it's not how that works I, I get it but you know what I'm saying there's just some things like it's coffee you know and I don't think having coffee makes you a bad person there's these things that does not make you a bad person you know drinking coffee doesn't make you a bad person i get it and you know my mom was also one of those oh your body's the temple of, of the holy spirit i'm like all right well getting a tattoo and piercings doesn't make me a bad person just right. like going to church doesn't make anyone a good person like there's just certain things about religion that i just that made me fall out of it but that's a sidebar the part that really really bugged me was watching him trying to convert her mom oh that's disgusting that's cringe yeah Cringy. and he was pushing it because she yeah no not for me he was being calm about it well i think about blah 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 and eh, no not not really my cup of tea well and i'm just like dude can you shut up <laughs> can you just shut up dude <laughs> yeah pump the brakes on it bro <laughs> dude i really want to know who said that coffee isn't good or nutritious for you? Because, yeah. I mean... How did he phrase it? Is that what he's... Uh, it's, he know? mentioned his nutritional reasons that they don't drink coffee. And I'm like, but God created coffee, right? If you believe yeah. in that whole stance yeah. of like God created everything, okay, but God created coffee. Why? Is it for you to resist? Yeah. Okay, if, if you should resist coffee, then resist sex. You know, God created sex too, I bet. So... And it's good. Uh, it, yeah. It's for you it's, to enjoy. Just like beautiful. a cup of coffee, damn it. <laughs> Just get yourself a latte. <laughs> but yeah, I do have to say, I, as much as I hated that scene where he's trying to get the mom to be baptized as a Mormon, it hit a nerve with me because that's how some of my family members are in Singapore, is that they do not accept the fact that I am with someone that's not of the same religion. It's not that bad until the fact that they found out that we're going to get married. And then that's when they're like, oh, but is he going to be converting? And I'm like, what's that got to do with love? What's that right. got to do with relationship? And they gave the same reason too. They gave the same reason as, well, when you start a family and you bring kids up, you want them to be in a household with the same uniformed religion. And I have to say, growing up, I bought that. I bought into that. But then I also feel like religion is not exactly something that I want to force down on right. my kids, you know? And you can I, raise perfectly good children too. Right. It. Yeah, exactly. So that rationale kind of like, that ship has sailed for me. So when he tried to evangelize the mom. hitting close to home there you're like mm. yeah i was like oh god no not one of these people yeah, yeah. especially when he's when they question him about his hypocrisy remember what he said had he not experimented he wouldn't know how his faith can be tested Test. and I'm like, yeah. what the fucker, this guy? yeah yeah 
And now I know. <laughs> now I know how good it is. I know the sacrifice I'm making by not having sex. This guy, right? Dude. This guy, dude. Come on, man. Her mom did a good job of. Well, I don't think she called her out to her face when they did the interview part. When she said, "I think Alina's lying to herself," right? She definitely, for me, nailed it. Right? Because that fortune thing—that wasn't even a really a fortune. Like, I would believe crystal balls and actual like people who claim to read minds over then. Oh, I wrote something on a piece of paper, and depending on on what this bunny rabbit picks out. That's what you get, you know. Like, no, dude, that's <laughs> not like, really. That's not how it works. <laughs> I thought Elena had made up her mind, or at least were heading towards the right decision. Like, she made two steps forward and then three steps back. Yeah. After that bunny reading, I was like, "Come on, man!" Yeah. Especially when she said, "Oh, she still loves him despite all the, mm-hmm. all the wrong that he had done towards her, and even though she knows how hypocritical he is." Come on, Alina, just listen to your mom. Just pack up your bags and go already. Yeah. She's lying to herself, I think. It was yeah. perfect when she said that. I was like, she is the kind of leap that you have to take. <laughs> the leap of faith and the ignoring of red flags. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talk about red flags, right? Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I wish I could just reach out to Alina and just say like, yeah. you know, I'm looking forward, though, to the next episode, right? That's where she confronts him about the friend. Yeah, she uh, dropped the bomb on the setup that yeah. she yeah, deployed what does he say? on did him. You, did you try to test me or did you set yeah. me up or something like that? I'm like, yes, I'm here for this. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, Lon. So I figured we can close out with your least favorite couple, Jenny and Summit, who needs to commit. <laughs> And I now we know uh, why he doesn't want to commit. It's because that kitchen, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jenny Rella, what's going on? Yeah. So this is the part where, you know, obviously I don't really care about them, but this is the part that I knew was going to be entertaining for entertainment's sake. Oh, yeah. It totally. was just this. Yeah. <laughs> so can we start from the top? Can we start from the beginning where she supposedly has this female friend, this only female friend in India, which, let's be real, is paid by TLC to make an appearance. <laughs> so she met up with Deepali and and they both kiki over, I guess, Sweet Lassie or something, right? <laughs> and can I just say, I'm not sure if y'all caught this, but Jenny actually said this. She tends to get along better with younger people than people her own age. Mm. Really? <laughs> really, Jenny? Okay. All right. But I mean, in all seriousness, I like how objective Deepali is. I don't know if she was following cue cards or whatever that's being flashed in front of her and for her to read those lines. But I like how she reminded Jenny about the dynamics of Indian families being, you know, all joined and living together. It's not uncommon. And I like how she checked Jenny when Jenny said, but I'm American. She was like, but Jenny, you're in India. Yeah. I'm like, yes, yes, queen, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, drop it and check her. Check her ass. Because that's so triggering. Line. We always think- pull that shit out, don't we? But I'm an American and it's always our way. Yeah, but when, when in Rome, though. Yeah. Like, when you're not- in another country, especially. So one, if you want to marry into another culture, there's got to be some kind of compromise here. It, it just right. can't be, well, I'm an American. Because that person can just say, 
well, I'm Indian or I'm Ethiopian or I'm German. Why does it seem like to us that I'm an American is the end Trump's all. over everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so what? why is that? <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I don't understand that, guys. Like, what is that about? <laughs> It's like the worldwide standard. Like if you're American, nothing touches you. Right. <laughs> But if you're living in India, wearing Indian clothes. And you're trying to marry into an Indian Marry into family. an Indian family, a very conservative one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, none of that applies to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, Deepali was very encouraging in my point of view. She went along the lines of saying... to Jenny to suck it up without telling her to really suck it up. But basically she says, be positive, deal with it. And you're lucky that, well, she didn't say you're lucky, but she said at least there's some progress made after the counseling right, se- right, session. Right. Yep. In a way, she was saying that. This is actually fortunate that this is happening. Like you're, There's a chance, right? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a small possibility now that they might, this is progress. <laughs> right, that Jenny might get accepted. Right. And then fast forward to them coming over and the now infamous scene of Jenny's kitchen. Dude, I like to think that that's her. That's genuinely her. Oh, it's both of them, I think. I think that's both of them. But yeah. I think I kind of hate the fact that we all pin it on the woman mm. because it seems like kitchen is like the territory of a woman, a woman's domain, if you may right. call it. Which, again, it's very one-sided, but let's put the Indian culture in the context here, too, is that it's very patriarchal, right? The women has the typical gender role of taking care of the house, cooking, you know, obviously that means taking care of the kitchen. So obviously it's no surprise to me when I watch that. And I mean, a lot of people on the forums, Reddit or whatever, we are all... disgusted at how she barely maintains that kitchen. Mm-hmm. I think she does what she can. She does the bare minimum, but obviously it doesn't meet the mother-in-law standards, whether you're Indian or otherwise, because I'm pretty sure if I did that to my kitchen and my Portuguese... That shot of the sink. Oh my God. Oh my God, that was you disgusting. You put dishes in there? Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> disgusting, sick. dude. No, but it was like grimy yeah no <laughs> moldy moldy <laughs> and you wash your dishes there like yeah it was not mm, no <laughs> yeah hard pass but yeah oh i feel like that's how she lives man here's the thing right even if that was how i live big if because it's not um even if though <laughs> i've seen your kitchen if... lawn so yeah i can vouch you don't live like that <laughs> even if that was my standard As soon as my partner or spouse was like, hey, my parents are coming over. Oh, shit. <laughs> It would be spring cleaning all over. Yes. Me. Yes. Everything immaculate. Okay. So here's the thing. You know, you're trying to impress them, right? right. Let's just get that out of the way. You right. know, you're trying to impress them. You didn't want to put your best foot forward. You know that they're going to have these cultural standards and you know what they expect of you. Did you just, you know, look at it and go, fuck it, I'm an American, and just think that? That's like, probably it. This is what they're going to have. I'm an American, and, and I don't need to clean this. No, like if you're trying to impress people, yeah. <laughs> especially you know that they already don't like you, wouldn't you want to put your best foot best forward? forward. Yeah. You just want to go that extra mile and, and say, look, 
I'm worthy. <laughs> but instead, I can do this. <laughs> instead, what we got is when the first came in and sat down, boom, cup stains. Cup marks, yes. Cup marks. <laughs> Water <laughs> marks why? on the table. Merga. Yeah. Oh Merga. my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I noticed something too is that when Jenny greets Sumit's parents, she doesn't touch their feet. Yeah. I don't know if she purposely didn't do that. I feel like she's that's an disrespectful. Yeah, because she's American she's and an... she's and she's older than them. So technically the older one needs to touch the older person's feet and she can't. It... <laughs> And we all saw how she struggled when she bent down to sweep that, <laughs> that hurt floor, my man. Back. Yeah, and she was like <laughs> out of breath, dude. I feel bad for Jenny, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, Jenny, you got your work cut out, man. Like, yeah. you, you got to step up. You got to bring your A game now that your in laws are supervising you and cohabiting with you guys. But I think Sumit's mom has a point, though. Jenny is at that age where she has passed that you know, willingness to learn. Mm-hmm. And we know it because Jenny's like, this is my kitchen. Don't tell me what to do with my kitchen. It's my house. Don't tell me what to do in my house. Unless she humilify herself, like she humbles down and mm-hmm. accept those critiques and harsh truths about the way she lives. I don't think she'll ever change. You know, it's more of like, yeah, this is how me and Sumit lives. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Just, I mean, take it or go, you know? You know, and maybe this is a cultural thing. I'm almost positive it is. But if I were Submit, I would have helped. I would have shared kind of in the humiliation and embarrassment. Yeah. I would apologize on behalf of Jenny. I would say we. Like, sorry, we didn't clean this up. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know what? Especially it was like tools, I think. There were like painting tools and stuff. You know, like... Oh, if we're going to stick to gender norms, those are men things, right? right? I would have been like, oh, let me let me get that. Sorry, I left that there when we were like painting and stuff. Like <laughs> I would have shared in that, in yeah. that humiliation and embarrassment and made it about us. But it looked like he was enjoying, he was relishing in the moment. <laughs> he was just being yes, the good old translator. the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people also felt that Sumit was using his mom to discipline Jenny and because he can't because he doesn't probably he doesn't have the balls to stand up to her but also to mm. mold her into doing things the Indian way or the uh-huh. way that he wants the way that right. he um, does things or the way he's used to and I think I wouldn't put it past Sumit to throw Jenny under the bus because I think that's what he did he doesn't take ownership of the fact that that's his house too you know mm-hmm. he just oh, this is the kitchen, the women's domain. So this is all on Jenny. Oh, Jenny doesn't use the broom. It's like, bitch, you yeah. can pick up the broom too. You got two hands. You got. Right. You can sweep for her. Why does she as a 60-year-old woman have to bend down and sweep yeah. it too? Like, come on, man. Or if what our earlier hypothesis was is that he really doesn't want to marry her and right. he looks for every opportunity not to, right. that this is an opportunity to be like, this is what you're going to be in for. If you want to marry me, you still want to marry me now? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that. I think too that he's in too deep because he went through the divorce. His parents paid him out of it, you mm. know, or paid the in-laws off, right? Or something like that. Yeah. And then now that he's living with her, like I'm pretty sure he's unhappy with the way things are and he's just not communicating that 
Because the moment he does, Jenny's like on the defense, you know, becomes defensive she and tears says, an asshole into him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she said, Oh, you want to pick a fight with me? Like, yeah. you want to go, man? Yeah. Yeah. There was a gif that I saw and, and it was just a clip of the scene and I completely forgot it. But she says something like, Mary. And he said, Mary, marry you. And then she was like, Yeah, don't you remember? And I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip here of fucking yeah. Samit, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, you're supposed to marry Jenny, dude. <laughs> That's what the show is about, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not like 90 day cohabitors or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've concluded, Lon, that based on my overall viewership of this 90 day fiance franchise and spin-offs the whole shebang right the whole 90 day fiance universe my top three messy homes so far <gasps> and you might have a different list right but my mm. top three is so far this kitchen is disgusting obviously so yeah. you know jenny and sumit's kitchen that's one of it the other two are tanya and sinjin's small in-law unit or whatever that's that you know the shed yeah shed right. that was it the shed which was not ready when Sinjin came remember right <laughs> and lastly uh Paul Paul's, and Karini oh my yeah. god it's disgusting with the the fly uh, paper and garbage yeah. bags on the yeah oh god that was a rough one that was a rough <laughs> cuz there too. were kids there too right yeah, they had the Didn't baby, they have the baby there. in there. Yeah. yeah, I was like, and there were diapers all over the floor. Like, yeah, no, 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 thanks. I agree. That's a good okay. list. I agree. All right, all right, cool, cool. So, Lon, we've reached the end of this episode. Tell us your WTF moment. WTF moment was easily when Stephen tried to convert Alina's mom. Mm. Easily, easily. Mm. Yeah, I felt some type of way. I think it would have been bearable if she said, no, nah, not my cup of tea. And he's like, ah, okay. Had to try. You know, it would have been like, all right, okay, cool. Let's move on. But when he continued to push it and push it, I'm like, mm. Not cool, bro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, mine is a toss-up between that, you know, him being so evangelical about, you know, Mormonism and the kitchen. The kitchen. <laughs> the kitchen was the sink. Yeah. The, that kitchen that's all I remember right now is gross. the shot of that sink. Like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't trust the food coming out of that kitchen. Um, like, I'm not sure if the dishes are washed well. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. 
You can find me on Instagram at Lon, L-A-N, underscore like, underscore L-A-W-N, or at I-I-T-A-L-I-X. I stream on Facebook every weekend at Italics Plays, I-I-T-A-L-I-X-P-L-A-Y-S. Uh, we play the hottest video games uh, starting between 9 and 10 p.m. Pacific time, and we stay up all night long. Nice. I was going to say, Lon, I'm not sure if you know this, but Varya is asking people for a donation to support Jeffrey. I saw that. I did. Okay, let's get so, into it. Yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I did see that. I saw it. And I guess she's defending him. And does she think he's innocent? I didn't read too much into it. I just saw that she's like, yes, we need to fight for justice. You know, and I was like, what? Yeah, so she... But the way she framed it, it's not that... Jeffrey's trying to fight for his innocence, but it's mainly to be able to see his children again. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah. So, I, but I still think that's disgusting, though, because if there's clear evidence that he did abuse someone multiple times, there's even attempted kidnapping, why would you be on that side of... Mm-hmm. Uh, this abusers I, I just don't get that I thought that's very black and white but for Varya to continue to support him I mean either she's on the hook for a green card or she genuinely <laughs> cares for his sons which mm, I could I'm see like that. okay yeah. maybe yeah maybe she's looking out for the sons but then I would start a GoFundMe for the son right not for the dad or I would even shy away from Jeffrey altogether but the fact that she's sort of bringing him up to it's, I don't know. It's just. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what their relationship was like too. So we don't get all the details. So, uh, you know, I wonder if he explained it or he, whatever, he told her the things that needed to be said for her to be able to get past it. Yeah. Right. So that by the time that he was found guilty, she has already reframed this. You know, she has a different perspective, a different set of eyes, and she's she's heard all she needed to hear, not necessarily to justify the violence, but to be able to move on from it and to see him um, as a different person. So I could kind of see that too, right? If I loved somebody and everyone hated her, but I saw somebody else, and I've definitely been in that situation where I saw somebody else. I saw a completely different person than what everybody else saw. And I was like, well, actually, you don't know her like I do. And she's actually really sweet, guys. Oh <laughs> <You God. know? laughs> and then we break up two years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, love makes you do shit like that, right? So. Yeah, love is blind, I guess. Yeah. What do you think of the semi-new cast of season five of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days? I'll have to see it. I think... On paper, they try to spin up these really interesting stories and stuff, you know, which makes it even seem more contrived. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, guys, here's the story we're going to set up for you guys. (laughs) Okay, let's go ahead and read into these bios, right? So it it just, you know, I'm like, here we go. (laughs) Yeah. It's an interesting cast, though, on paper and visually. I hate to kind of say that. But the differences, oh man, I, that seems so shallow and fucked up for me to say. But, I, you know, I think there are some major differences in, in the casting. And for those that don't know, I'm not, I'm not even going to say it. And I'll let you find out for yourselves. Yeah, all we can so say is Usman is back. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
He's going to need another hit single. <laughs> yeah, that's why, right? He's going to need another real. hit single. <laughs> he's, uh, um, he's, he's back to promote his second album or something, or his follow-up album. For to... what it's worth, I'm, I'm happy that he's no longer with, um, with Lisa. Baby girl Lisa, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's moved on too, right? She's married and everything, so. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't keep tabs on Lisa, y'all. That's no big secret of mine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I mean, she's, she's married. She's married. So, oh, well. Good for her. But, you know, she... To a foreigner? No, no. To <laughs> to a local, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because remember, she said she has 50 guys from the States just waiting on her. So. Mm, wow. She wasn't lying then, was yeah, she? Yeah. <laughs> so, one of them yeah. know, cut the hook or something. I don't know. But... <laughs> All right, Lon. Anything else that you want to say before we close up? Any shows you want to recommend? I'm watching this show now based on a podcast I listened to. Okay, wait. The show show is not based on a podcast. I listened to true crime podcasts. Mm -hmm. And there was an interesting case on this podcast about a family, three generations, uh, 11 people all in all living under the same roof. They hung themselves. No. And uh, and in the podcast, they said, they said, oh, I have the reference notes, but there's a really good documentary on Netflix about it. And I was like, oh, and it's a, it's a pretty good documentary. So there's, uh, I forget what it's called, the Something Murders, the Boosar Murders. I'm butchering it probably. But it's about family, I want to say in India, of 11. They all lived in the same roof, under the same roof. And Without divulging too much, they were all found. I'm not going to say murder or suicide because that's part of the mystery, right? They were found, all of them dead and hanging. Oh. Yeah. And one of them was not, which is obviously part of the mystery. Like, why? How come she's not? But anyways, you know, was it suicide? Uh, Was it willful? Or was this a murder? Yeah. And what the fuck happened here you know obviously it's it's commentary on the social aspect of it but also how quickly things spread because part of the problem too and this has nothing to do with the murder but trying to keep a handle on the situation was somebody got past the police and went into the home and videotaped the hanging the 10 hanging bodies and then uploaded it to whatsapp and spread like wildfire. Oh my God. And at one point, I want to say there were, if I'm quoting the podcast correctly, at one point there was up to 10,000 people like in the streets trying to get a glimpse of the place that the murder happened or murder slash suicide mystery happened at. When you get something like that on your phone, yeah. you're just like, what is going on? Yeah. You want to see it for yourself too. You want to yeah. see. Yeah. And that's another thing. That's another, yeah. that's a whole another thing. Like why, why, why yeah. does that interest us so much? Right. But oh yeah, it's, it's... should we send out a warning to Jenny? Like, uh, should she be worried? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah so there's that. <laughs> oh man, okay, that's very interesting. I am re watching season one and season two of You on Netflix so that oh, I can. The new season's out. Yeah, because the new season is out. The new season toppled Squid Games and it I... did. It did. It's now number one. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I will catch up. You know, I'm happy to talk about it more when once I finish season three. But yeah, it's funny how when you rewatch it, 
uh, there's a lot of things that you didn't catch the first time around. Now you you have a brand new perspective of the entire show. Mm-hmm. Like for example, and I think a lot of I mean, hopefully, folks who listen to this who might have already watched you starring Penn Badgley from uh, was he from Gossip Girl? I think yeah, I think right. Isn't that the show with Blake Lively? He used to date Blake Lively too. So anyway. I didn't watch that. <laughs> no. I didn't. I didn't watch that show. But yeah, he's the. No, I don't want to spoil anything. But <laughs> the show revolves around how he's a sociopath. Mm. It's no secret, I think, because when you see the trailer, you can figure it out by for yourself. But what I failed to see that I now saw after finishing season one is that his girlfriend in season one, Beck. There were a lot of red flags too that he refuses to see, and it just exacerbates the monster in him. Mm. So I'm not sure if y'all caught that from the get go because I guess the way the show went, all I saw from my lens at that time was that oh my god, this guy is a sociopath. He's he's crazy. you kind of focused on him. Yeah, you kind of focus on him. And it's all his fault. You know, this is all him, him, him. But then when you kind of psychoanalyze everything, you rewatch it especially, you realize that Beck has a lot of issues. And Beck has (laughs) wronged him many times. And I think he might be triggered at a lot of points because of Beck. Mm. So anyway, without divulging too much, I totally encourage you all to see you. Yeah, I have to finish season two. I like season one. Oh, you haven't watched season two? Okay, great. So I, I saw pa- I, I saw parts. So okay, I saw like the first three episodes, and uh, at the time, I, it didn't grow on me quick enough. And I was like, before finishing it, I started getting into other shows, and then before I knew it, I stopped watching it. So okay, but, <laughs> but you yeah, did finish I'll, season one. I have finished season one. Okay, right. cool, cool, cool. All right, listeners, thank you for sticking around. We really appreciate that you listen to us, even though there are a gajillion podcasts out there that talks about the same things. But we hope you enjoy our company. And until next time, be kind to one another. Wait, isn't it Filipino month? Filipino Is it Filipino month? Heritage Month or something? Yeah. It's So I did think that it could be because one of my friends was posting stuff, but I also thought it was like mental health. Also, there was Mental Health Week, I think. Oh, there was Mental Health Week. Yeah, but it's Filipino Heritage Month. Happy Filipino Heritage Month to all our Filipino listeners out there. Yeah. Thank you, love. (laughs) 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 All right, y'all. Thank you. Love y'all. And bye. Bye.